I'd like to spend uh, uh, 10 minutes uh, just to explain about um, how we, we work with emotions and 10 minutes of guided meditation and then 30 minutes of meditation. So. So my 10 minutes of explanation of emotion is uh, emotions. I don't know about you, maybe you don't feel them, <laughs> you experience them. <laughs> emotions, there's a, a French word which is called emovar. I think it comes from Latin and French word. But the French word is so beautiful, it talks about to stir up. And sometimes you can feel it in your life, stirring up. Whether it's fear, guilt, shame, it's like something is turning up, hmm? churning. So that's what emotions are, and it's just uh, part of, uh, in Buddhist tradition, it's part of what we call mental formations, uh, which is the fourth aggregate. Uh, what we call a human being is composed of five, uh, what we call five aggregates, the body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness. Those are the five things that uh, what you call a human being is actually five processes. So then uh, in terms of working with emotions, it's very important to distinguish them from feelings. Feelings is pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. In this tradition, we don't have uh, cocktails of feelings. It's, in other words, no mixed feelings. We always say, I have mixed, mixed feelings about Bante. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, this monk from Uganda is coming. I have mixed feelings. I've never practiced with him. No, here we don't mix feelings. It's either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. That means neither pleasant or unpleasant. And we can, of course, disting distinguish feelings according to the ethic ethical values whether it's a feeling of renunciation or not, and then we split them into two, two times three, that's six. Of course, we have 100, 108 feelings, which is past feelings, present feelings, future feelings, feeling uh, uh, internally or externally. If we mat multiply all that, we get 108 feelings. Have you felt that all the time? <laughs> Those are feelings. We should distinguish them from emotions. So emotions, if we, uh, we can draw some distinction, uh, we can say that emotion, emotions are disorganized. Mm? At one moment there's delight, another moment fear. So they're disorganized. But feelings, we can neatly uh, actually uh, distinguish them and uh, this pleasant, unpleasant. And also, uh, it seems that... Uh, uh, emotions have a, a short time arousal. Very fast they come, but feelings might take a long time for a pleasant feeling to kick in. Now, how do we work with emotions? I think the best way to work with emotions is to understand them. Understand. Once one time the Buddha asked the monks, that why, what are you going to say if other religious leaders, ascetics, uh, ask you the reason why you live your life, holy life, under the Buddha? What are you going to reply? 
the monks kept quiet. Then the Buddha said, when you are asked such a question, you answer like this. I stay or I live with the Buddha for the full understanding of what is to be fully understood. So for full understanding of what is to be fully understood is really understanding the process of a human being. The body, feelings, perception, emotion, thoughts, consciousness and all that. So then uh, your line, the first approach, your first line of approach is to understand emotion. Feeling is like this, as uh, Ruth was uh, guiding us. Feelings like this. Uh, this hindrance is like this. So when fear arises, anger arises, just understand this anger. Understand the presence of anger, the absence of anger. Is that what we do when we have anger? When anger arises, ah, yeah, anger is arising. <laughs> is that what we do? No, we don't do that. When the anger arises, who is responsible for this? <laughs> In this, what we call reactions, we react instead of responding. So the first way to, to deal with the emotion, it doesn't matter what kind of emotion, is knowing its presence. Knowing its absence also. Sometimes it's absent. So then we can compare when it's present and when it's absent. And the moment we tap into the moment when we are free from it, even if a moment, then we, we feel so happy that actually I've done something to, uh, to be aware that it's uh, absent. Uh, or if you even applied a tool to overcome it. So... Presence, recognizing uh, the presence of emotion, and it's absent also. So if it, let's say it's anger, is present, what's its absence? It's loving kindness. So it's good to recognize both, that there's no anger, and also there's no anger, which is uh, loving kindness. Then the next step is to actually... Uh, Try to investigate what are the conditions for anger to arise. Maybe paying unwise attention to the theme of irritation. The theme of irritation. Whenever there's a, you focus so much on the theme of irritation, anger, of course, is going to arise. And how is it going to go? How are you going to remove it? By doing the opposite. Paying wise attention to the theme of loving kindness. Then we want also to investigate how it affects our body. When anger arises, how does it affect your body? You feel tension, tightness. How does it affect your heart? Sometimes aching. Eh? <laughs> Do you feel achy in your heart? That's why when I practice loving kindness, I touch my heart. I touch my heart like this and feel the warmth. Eh? Feel, because that's the opposite of aching. So loving kindness, that's just an emotion which is wholesome. We divide also emotion between wholesome and unwholesome. <coughs> What's the something wholesome? Do you know the distinction? Most people talk about negative emotion, positive emotion. I don't like those distinctions, <coughs> positive and negative, as if this is pause of a battery. Here, it's a mental state. We have to divide it according to uh, either wholesome or unwholesome. Something, if it's wholesome, that means the motivation is 
generosity, loving kindness, compassion, wisdom. And if it's opposite, unwholesome, so the motivating factor there is, is uh, uh, greed, hatred, confusion, fear. So that's how we distinguish emotions, unskillful or unskillful, unwholesome, wholesome. And also we have to look at uh, another distinction, which is the result. If we want to know what's the difference between wholesome and unwholesome, we want to see the, what's the results. Is it leading to suffering of oneself? Is it leading to suffering for others? Is it leading to suffering for both? So if something is leading to suffering of, uh, uh, like that, it's, then it's unskillful, unwholesome. So we have to look at the results, the impact of what's going on. Then if it's uh, wholesome, then its result should lead to happiness for oneself, for others, and both. So then uh, we have seen just no recognition of its present or absence. We also find out the condition for its arising. Also, we have to investigate, is it increasing or decreasing? So we have also to do that. And uh, of course, once we do that, we see uh, these emotions as a process then we don't cling on to them. And that leads to the last thing I can talk about is called letting go. Letting go. Letting go should be very easy and natural once you start seeing things as a process because you can't hold on to a process. So then the last technique is more of a really dropping the attachment to emotion, how we personalize it, how even we get copyrights this is my anger. This is mine. No, it's not yours. Let go of what's not yours. Of course, it's rising in your mind. Emotions are arising in your mind and body. <laughs> so it's, of course, on one level, that you, 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 they are yours on a relative level. But in ultimate sense, are just processes. It came due to causes and conditions, whether it's anger or whatever. It's... Causes and conditions bring this together. So you don't have to own, it, to own it 100%. But of course you have to be responsible of it. This is more of the investment we have in uh, uh, difficult emotions. Even in, like if something is hot like this, let's say, you touch something hot like this. Have you ever touched something hot? <laughs> if you touch something hot like this, do you have to go to a college and start about this and to drop it? <laughs> no, I want to go to college and learn how to let go of the hot plate or hot, hot. No, we let go what's hot. But guess what? The function of anger and all these difficult emotions, mainly, mainly anger, it burns its support. Burning its support, which is mind and body. But how long do we hold on to it? Even when somebody says, drop it, they say, no, it's my anger. <laughs> we even hug on it. It's mine. Nobody should take it away. Hey, good luck. It's burning you. <laughs> now, here's a little tip. There's a center called IMS. IMS, Insight Meditation Society. So every emotion ca that comes, try to say, this is not I, 
This is not mine. This is not myself. I stands for I. M stands for mine. S stands self. So negate all that and you'll be in good shape when it comes to emotions. It's not I. Anger is not I. Anger is not mine. Anger is not self. Right? This is not what I am. Emotions covers a big chunk of our life. So it's very easy to get identified with them. But just them as a process. It's just a process. You don't have to have copyrights. <laughs> That's enough. Please sit down. Let us sit comfortably. And meditate on them. So sit comfortably, feel at ease. Let it go of the past and future. Let's start with positive emotions. I know you have been here. See if you can be grateful of your being here in this environment that's nurturing you. See if you can find one good quality you like about yourself. Of course, there are so many. Find out one good quality you like about yourself. Maybe you've been very kind. Maybe you've been compassionate. And if you can't find one good quality you like about yourself, rest in your awareness in your intention to be happy, which is okay. So it's not faking, faking it until you make it, but it's really inclining your mind towards doing good, towards being happy, peaceful. As I told you yesterday in my talk, there are so many qualities, but it's very, we usually forget them and we just go to the breath. Once you find one good quality, see if you can wish something good for yourself in an enduring way, not only for today. May, that, may I have an ice cream? Or just an enduring way, the rest of your life. May I be peaceful. May, may I be happy. And see if you can be aware of the presence of that happiness in your heart. Loving kindness, maybe. May I have a compassionate heart. Feel the compassion you have. And seeing an extension of that compassion to all beings. As for negative emotions, maybe there's fear. I don't want you to create fear or anger. But it's the same investigation if it arises in the course of your meditation, where there's fear, craving, attachment, blame, guilt, remorse. It's the same principle. See if you can be mindful of its presence. And be mindful of its absence. 
the absence of fear is courage. See if you can be aware of the courage you have to be here. I know all of you have courage to face your mind. The Buddha says, it's train your mind is so difficult. It's like, it's even more difficult than conquering a thousand battles. One at a time. So you have courage to, to really deal with your mind. The opposite of uh, ignorance is wisdom. I know you are wise. Opposite of anger is loving kindness. If any of the mind state arises or emotion, try to find out the condition for its arising. If desire is arising, it, the condition for its arising is paying anyone's attention to the theme of beauty. If ignorance is arising, delusion is arising, confusion is paying anyone, the, the condition for it to arise is paying anyone's attention to the distinction between wholesome and unwholesome. And wholesome. And just like with any emotion, try to investigate how does it feel in the body. If it's anger, there's a contraction pulling away from the experience. If it's attachment, there's that leaning forward to reach out, pleasant experiences. How does it affect the mind? Sometimes it can be irritation, resentment, further investigation takes us to another realm of knowing whether it's changing or not. What's happening to this emotion? Is it increasing? Is it decreasing or staying the same? How impersonal is this emotion? It's impersonal. It's a process. Though through clinging and attachment, we try to hold in onto it and personalize it, but it's impersonal. It comes to due to cause and conditions.
And finally, see if you can depersonalize the process. We always take them personal. See if we can depersonalize the process. And not I. Of course, these are not words. It should be coming from the experience where you see, really, anger is not mine. <coughs> it's just another mind state. It's a visitor. It's like having visitors, you say, oh, this visitor is mine. No, they're going. Most of us, we, we lease more room for anger. What we need to do is to release, not leasing more room for it. Okay, for the next 30 minutes, try to work along those lines. And finally, sometime we just have to substitute it with the opposite of the motion, like loving kindness. So now you can go to your breath, breathe in as normal as possible, and just be aware of whatever comes up in a shape or fashion of emotion. You don't have to wish for them to come. They will come by themselves. Just focus. <laughs> they are visitors. In Africa, actually, visitors just show up. I don't know about in the USA, but <laughs> in Africa, they just show up. Just imagine you're in Africa, <laughs> and visitors are coming and going. And these are emotions. No need, to, no need to hold on to visitors. They have their own schedule to keep. Just do your own thing. Be aware of the breath coming in and out and stay open to visitors. Stay open to their coming. Stay open to their presence. Stay open to their going. Enjoy the ride.
Aim your attention here now in the present moment.
having seen that all beings like oneself have a desire for happiness, one methodically develops loving kindness for all beings. See if you can reflect along these lines. May I be well, happy, and peaceful. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. for your practice. I wanted to leave some 15 minutes for questions. If you have any question about what I've talked about, please be very clear. The rest of the question, you have a session for them and also your teacher, but just clarification of whatever I've mentioned. Yes? Sorry? The neutral mind. Neutral mind? Yeah. You are talking about neutral feelings? Yeah, neutral mind. Yeah, neither present, unpleasant. Yeah. How do I aspire to that? Is it because it's, it's a wholesome, sometimes, yes. state of mind. Right. That we want to aspire in our practice. Right. And sometimes I, I, I'm confused about it. How do I feel that in the body? Because I'm very aware of the other two. But more towards equanimity uh-huh. having difficulty okay the question is how to feel the neutral feelings though she talked about neutral mind but of course in psychology we have a neutrality of mind yeah but actually I think your question is more about neutral feelings how can you practice with that uh, when you have pleasant feeling and you become aware of pleasant feelings and when that passes away and then there's unpleasant feeling in between there's what called neutral feelings the Buddha talks about a hunter when you're hunting a deer and you can follow the footsteps but that deer goes over the stone where it doesn't make footsteps and it starts walking after that So as a hunter, you go looking for footprints and then all of a sudden you don't see footprints and you see them after the rock. That means you can infer that the deer must have moved from this place to another. You understand what I'm saying? There's that inference so long as you can see the pleasant feeling and also you can see the unpleasant. That means in between where there was no pleasant, and unpleasant, where there was no pleasant, there must be neutral feeling. That's one way of doing by inference. That's one way. But also when there's wisdom, because uh, what's nourishing, uh, of course, if you're talking about equanimity, that comes out of wisdom. So you can wisely discern that moment when there's no pleasant feeling and no unpleasant feeling. So we use wisdom to experience what's going on. Does that help? Yes, but I think when the Buddha talked about that rock where there's no footprints, you can at least know that the deer didn't jump. (laughs) It just passed there, but you don't see it because you don't have enough wisdom to, in this case of the practice, 
You may not experience it when there's no wisdom. But when there's wisdom, you can actually experience that there's no pleasant feeling, there's no unpleasant feeling. What's remaining is neutral. And that will come out of your practice. Mm. Does that help? But in terms of the mental state as equanimity is when you are, uh, there's no extremes, there's balanced mind, balanced mind. You're not living with extremes. Of course, the word equanimity covers a lot of area, equanimity about understanding, equanimity about energy, about feelings. When you use the word equanimity, which kind of equanimity you're talking about? Because there is a, uh, equanimity of effort where there's no excess uh, energy uh, and not too little but balanced energy. We talk about equanimity of uh, um, feelings when there's, uh, there's no uh, extremes of uh, pleasant and unpleasant. There's the equanimity of uh, in concentration where there's neither pain nor un, um, ple- pleasure. So the Ten kinds of equanimity. So what kind of equanimity are you talking about? In the body. In which sense? In terms of feelings? Or in terms of what? Well, like I'm having, um, um, I, I'm thinking I'm having a neutral state of mind. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking it's more conceptual and I'm trying to land it more in the body so that I, that um, I want to access, but I, I, I want to like identify it in the body. Ah, well, how do, I start, how do I move from the conceptual of oh, okay, this is neutral to the body? Oh, it came from the body. Okay, great, great, great. Thank you very much. You see, some of our experiences are not localized in the body, though, in general, we know that. Uh, there's a, 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 something that uh, it's like a saying: the, the the issues and the tissues, the issues and the tissues. <laughs> so most of the things can be localized, like anger can be localized in the body, greed can be localized. You can feel that reaching out. You can feel the pulling away, pulling away from the experience. Anger. But how are you going to experience doubt in the body? So it's not localized. So some of those things that you cannot be felt in the body, leave them on a mental realm. Yeah, there are certain, don't think that everything is going to be felt in the body. Most of it, you can feel it in the body, really. You feel the fear, intensity of it. But this, some of these things are very subtle. That is not going to be um, nailed down to the body. And you feel, wow, the body is withering because of neutral feeling. No. You just have to leave it in the mental realm. But of course, it depends on the, glo- the closer the, the experience is, the more it can be felt in the body. Of course, the, even neutral feeling will have an impact on the body, but it's so subtle. So you just leave it to the practice to unfold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everything has body and mind. So feel on a mental level, there's no problem. At least there's unpleasant feeling, and uh, you can feel it in the in body, and unpleasant feeling, you can feel it in the body. So in, in between, is very subtle. 
So you just leave it to the mental level. I can't tell you that, okay, neutral feeling, it looks like this in the body. Yeah, that's agitated. The only thing what I know with the neutral feeling, you feel that sense of calmness. And in my meditation in Burma for two months, uh, I was meditating there and uh, I felt it. And, uh, I, uh, and uh, I, I went to my teacher, Saido Pandita, and said, well, what do I do when I feel that calmness? I don't feel his agitation or what. He said, just be aware of uh, calmness. Just be aware of that calmness. Mm. So what I can say, you just feel the, the more relaxed, basically. Relaxation of the body, because it's no longer on extremes of pleasant, unpleasant, just neutral. I think uh, it's only the calmness of the body. Mm. Okay, another question? Um, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I saw this person. My voice okay, you please, uh, please. I didn't right. see you, please. <laughs> I just saw this person because it was sitting up. Sorry there. <laughs> no problem. Mm -hmm. um, so. so since uh, I wanted to say thank you for speaking about emotions, um, and thank you for speaking about racism last night, because that was um, I know something I have a lot of emotions about. Um, and so I was hoping maybe today you could speak also about specifically being a man and addressing emotions. Um, Last night you made a comment about not wanting to return back to Uganda because you didn't want anyone to think you were a sissy. <laughs> so I, I thought about that for a bit uh, today. And uh, you know, many of us, uh, gender nonconforming people, LGBT people, and many of us as men, period, have been called that term, you know? And so I wanted to think about like, how do we as men address the role of emotions and relationship to masculinity? I just think that's important. Wow, we have only five minutes. <laughs> can you ask that on the last day we are going to have a... Yeah, on the last day we are going to have a... Uh, well, I really would love to hear your answer for, for, many, reasons, for many different reasons, so that's why I'm asking it now. Yeah, but it's, it, it will take a long time. That's why I'm saying that it's a bit involved. Yeah, so that's what I think... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it will take a while, but what I'm saying is that you need to answer. Uh, it, we, we have a full session, and I'd like everybody to actually get involved in the answering this question. Yeah, because we have actually put a specific period for that kind of thing. And we'll answer it, no problem. But thank you very much for asking. But actually, also, I, I should do. Admit my ignorance uh, is that the, the, when I use that word sis, it's just because I don't stay mostly in the United States. I stay in Australia and Uganda mostly. So it, it didn't meet the context. I, it, it made weak because they thought I'm very courageous in Uganda. And when I went to India, they expected me to have that courage to tough it. right? <laughs> and for me, giving up my scholarship and go back without it, uh, an achievement, so I think they just didn't reply me. They said, "Stick it, uh, go there. Don't, don't, don't come back. <laughs> yeah, go for it." So this question is so interesting that I like to have uh, all of us here addressed. Thank you very much. Another one. I'm not dodging your question. It's just I need there's a lot of it. What you have done is iceberg. <laughs> there's a whole thing behind that, and it's like a dumber talk. So stop it. Be mindful of that, <laughs> and then wait until the last day we are going to address it. Mm -hmm. Another question. 
We have three minutes. I could sense the tone, I could sense the feeling, mm -hmm. but then I noticed my mind wanting to name and label the emotion. You had said, like, oh, there's no cocktails here. It's either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. But when I noticed my um, emotions, it felt like I was riding a wave between the, the pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. And then you said that there were like 108 emotions, and I was like, whoa, I'm having trouble pulling apart the 108 emotions that are not just waves of feelings. Uh, actually, when I mentioned about 108, it was about feelings. That we can actually put, neatly put them into categories, this pleasant, unpleasant, this neutral, then pertaining to the past, present, future, whether internal or external, six sense basis and all that. So I was distinguishing feelings very clearly. So it was not about emotions because emotion we cannot neatly put them like that because they're disorganized. That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, when it comes to experience, you don't, you, you, you don't name every single experience. You go crazy and you're going to be restless. Another emotion kicking in, trying to really put a word to every single thing that we experience. So while I was telling you that for us in the tradition, we don't have mixed feelings, uh, we just uh, be aware of where it's pleasant or unpleasant. And with emotions, if you can put a name to it, let's say a mental note as a, a technique to bring you closer to the experience, you can just say fear, anxiety. And it, there's a whole research they have made about this, uh, that the more you can actually put a name to the emotion, the more you can actually uh, overcome it. I've that research, even I send it around to some of the teachers. I send it to Joseph Goldenstein, and he was so surprised that they have already made a research that if you, met a, you put a mental note, let's say anxiety, anxiety or fear, it actually melts slowly by slowly, other than just solidifying it. So, uh, for your question is, you don't have to really find a single word to every experience or emotion, but if you can, that's fine. So just be aware of the presence of the experience. And I, I went to my teacher, so I, I say, if I can't put a name, what can I do? He said, just be, uh, just be aware of knowing, knowing, knowing. You know. <laughs> In fact, this is what I, I mentioned, that uh, the Time's up. <laughs> I, I told you that the reason why we live uh, uh, monks, when, they ask, uh, when the Buddha asked the monks, is for full understanding, full understanding of what is to be fully understood. So we fully understand what is to be, to be known, right? Then in terms of investigation, we fully understand it, we investigate it, and also in terms of abandoning, letting go, overholding to it. So yes, uh, definitely it's just emotions. Just be aware of them. If known, you can't find a name, just be aware of knowing something's happening. Does that help or not? It does. Thanks very much. Okay, thank you. I think time is up. Uh,
Thank you, Bonte. <laughs> we just have a couple of announcements, and then we have um, meetings uh, all morning and throughout the afternoon. Just a quick question, I mean, a quick um, uh, feedback about that. Please make sure that you check the time. And uh, what has happened is some people miss their times and then want to reschedule. But our schedule is too tight. There's actually nowhere to reschedule. So you'll have two meetings. And partly we did this because we wanted to see people individually two times. It's really sweet to have that. That's usually offered in a six-day retreat. Usually there's groups and, and that kind of thing. But we really wanted one-on-one -on -one time. So please double, triple check that you have the right time. It's easy to get lose track of all that, I know. So if you have missed your time yesterday, you're just going to uh, have to wait till you see the next teacher. And so we're really sorry. There's just nowhere in our schedule. And if for some reason you're not on the list, yes, I can. Okay. Yay, it looks like some people really want to, yes, do the bell ringing, so give it. So you're, you're free for this day. <laughs> so just don't forget that you signed up for that, yes. Um, and then, it, so you will be scheduled. So that was the main thing. Just please triple check your time. Uh, and if you could come a couple moments before and just come on in. As soon as you see the other person, go out. No problem. You don't have to wait. Uh, yes. Yes, so uh, you'll be seen twice, and all of the schedules will be posted right in the middle part before, you know, where the windows are right there, the doors. All the interview times are always posted there. And again, Bonte's in council, I'm in room four, Ruth is five, and Rolf is room one. So thank you, everybody. We appreciate everybody coming on time to the sittings and staying to the end unless you have an emergency. Yes, Ben. Sure. Softly footed, ran out of yoga as quickly as possible, and by the time I came back to organize my things, someone else had organized them for me. Okay. So yeah. I, just, no. I don't know if anyone else might have that struggle. Yeah, there may be something where you have, if your interview time conflicts completely with your yogi job, just leave us a note uh, in that regard. Um, also, if you're doing a yogi job and someone is running late, or we're setting up the room. Yes, let's just help each other. Yeah, exactly. If you know your neighbor and you see they're not there and you know that's their blue hat and blue sweater and socks you've been looking at for three days, just put it all in a nice little sack for them and, you know, this, so, or yogi jobs and, and that kind of thing. That's if we're moving everything around. Okay. So it's just good. We're just looking out for each other in that way. Um, so, all right. Have a beautiful day of practice and, uh, yeah, enjoy the time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.